a Tricky Kid Media original presentation distributed by iHeartRadio. Welcome to Tricky Kid Radio, where the past and the future meet the present for a fun mix of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Hosted by filmmaker and DJ Roy Turner. Okay, everybody. Uh, I welcome to a very special summer edition of Tricky Kid Radio. Of course, I am your host, Roy Turner. And if you've been following on my social media, of course, you've been seeing all the excursions from California. And thank you for listening to all that uh, and checking all that out from our Star Wars celebration coverage to our NAM coverage, <clears throat> following along on Twitch uh, with our Stranger Things coverage. And But I'm going to tell you a, a little tale here about the trip on the way home. Joining me is my confidant. Uh, she also happens to be my mother. Uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, Patricia Fuller. Mom, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? <laughs> you, know, you know, this isn't live, of course, but, yeah. you know, uh, just kind of get that out of the way. Okay. So you and I get together often, and is it weird I'm sitting like this, or, or should I go no, back the way there? you're good. You're okay. good. So as you know, you and I get together, and I haven't seen you in about a month since all of this. So she is hearing this for the first time as, as all of you are hearing this for the first time. So you're hearing this for the first time too. And so often we, you and I have these three hour amazing life affirming things that only I would understand about you and you don't really understand about me. And all too often I thought, man, I should be recording some of this. Not because it really needs to be shared, but it's just so good. And the thing else, I'd like to hear it again, you know, or, <laughs> or it just, you know, cause how it happens. We don't just get together and just talk. We get together and have these epic journeys that we go on about our shared history and just you know just just catching up it's, it's almost like performance art right and and, and we go down the rabbit hole right <laughs> so I, think, time. Yeah. I was thinking well golly would that be fun to get one of these and i thought you know this story first of all would not it's not going to be that long believe it or not it's actually not that long of a story but all too often, there's stories, as you know, I had this thing called Mom Jeopardy, where I'm like, okay, I, next time I see her, I want to tell her this, and I want to tell her that. And then when the board is full, that's when it's time to play, right? Okay? Right. It's time to come over. Right. So this is a story that would not have satisfied via text. It also requires visual assistance that you guys listening won't be able to see right now, but the, I will have it up on the website at trickykid.com so you can follow along as well. Uh, and not just for the visual aspect, but as you know, there's just one of those stories where it's like, that one we gotta save for in person, okay? If it's a good story or a bad story, regardless. And when it's this freaking unbelievable, <clears throat> that's where telling the story becomes a performance. And I'm thinking, well, God, we should record that performance. If nothing else, because <clears throat> I think I have some information to share. And we jokingly are calling this episode, because normally I, I, most episodes have like a, you know, somebody is um, promoting something or I have a celebrity on. I don't really have any episodes where it's just we're gonna just go talk about this today, you know? So we call this Tucson, Arizona, 
a cautionary tale. <laughs> <clears throat> I just told you a few things, and this this will this will set it up for our audience. For those that are again, they've been following along on social media, you already know this, but again, uh, my wife's brother lives in Mission Viejo, California. For those who aren't familiar with California, it's about an hour and a half south of Los Angeles. It's in Orange County. We hadn't been there and since November of 2019, and during that time, they had their first child that we have not yet met, and we had our second child that they have they had not met. And in fact, the reason why we were there last time was so Miles was actually I'm not a religious person, but you know this was something they wanted to do for Miles, and I allowed it. Uh, I, you know, this is actually no shit. You know that whenever I was there in my suit. At his baptism, mm-hmm. do you know that immediately after it was over, you know, I was going to shoot Slayer yeah. at yeah. the forum for their last shows. I was wearing my Slayer shirt underneath my suit. And as the priest is saying, do you commit yourself to, you know, to having your child walk with God and all this stuff? I am mm-hmm. literally wearing a shirt that says, God hates us all on the back while this is happening. (laughs) I thought I was going to literally like just something like lightning was going to strike, you know, (laughs) me and everyone in that church down. I remember another time you did something like that. You are still so resentful. (laughs) We should tell that story, maybe not here tonight, but just for those that are listening, Apparently, when I was 16 years old or 15 or whatever, my mom got married again for like the 90th time. No, no. no I'm teasing. <laughs> uh, and I was at that age where I was had long hair and really into metal, and I felt like that wearing this monkey suit was some not only some type of conformity, and I felt uncomfortable. But there was this cute blonde rocker chick that was like the daughter of somebody that you worked with. And I wanted her to see me in all of my metal regalia and not in this. And so that's kind of where my head was at. But you to this day have never forgiven me (laughs) that I guess during, I did pose for pictures and all that great stuff. No, you didn't. No, there there is a picture of all of us with me in that suit. You you go through your stuff. There there is one. I have never seen you in a picture. There is. That's why you didn't, uh, that's why you weren't in it because you took your suit off and had that shirt on. (laughs) No, and the shirt did say metal up your ass, by the way. I, I, I literally took out my... Maybe I didn't have to bring out my most medalist shirt, right? <laughs> really? Do you, do you guys see what I've put this woman through? But you, to this day, have... This comes... up. That, people should know, that was 32 years ago. And she still <laughs> has not... She's, you've forgiven me for a lot of shit. But for some reason, that one tends to be... So, and it was the first thing that you thought of. Like, see, it is... You're still doing it. <laughs> I, guess I've never, I guess I've never learned. But I, you know, it's just, it's just so funny to me. Again, like I said, we won't, we won't go off on, it, on that tangent. But that's, that's a story we should probably should tell at some point. When we get to our 1990 episode, right? But, um, okay. So, all right. So that was a lot. So, that, so we were going out there for that, as you know. And then while there, I had a lot of business to take care of. Uh, Doug Pinnock uh, from King's X, you know, I'm doing a movie about them, lives out there. We were going to do some final filming, uh, which, by the way, you guys should check it out. Big, big news today. King's X released their first single in 14 years today. 
from their forthcoming record that I can now talk about and give you the title. It is called Three Sides of One. It'll be released on Inside Out Music on September the 2nd. And pre-orders are being taken now. And you can listen to the first single, Let It Rain, today. It's There is new King's X music in the world. I know there was a lot of bad news that happened in the world today uh, that we won't get, get into right today. This will be an escape from all of that. But anyway, so okay. So I'm out there and we've been out there and uh, me and Miles drove there in a, from, from Dallas, Texas in a, in a 24-hour odyssey. We took our time coming back and we're determined to. We had to get there or, uh, on the way because I had shit to do. Uh, namely, I was covering Star Wars Celebration. I was got to participate in the Def Leppard show with the Whiskey A Go, a Go Go, which we were talking about on our This Is Metal program and all that stuff. Okay. So, now, am I am I still? All right. So I was determined, as you know, on the way back, to, you know, we didn't have to drive home in twenty four hours. Uh, I had to on the way there because, again, I had things pending. This, only thing really was pending, this is Saturday at 2 o'clock California time, 4 o'clock Dallas time. I had to be back by Tuesday at 8.30 a.m. where also Miles was beginning his first day of Montessori school. He's only three and a half years old. Does he, do we have to do this already? I mean, <laughs> as we previously discussed. All right. So, uh, I'm just going to repeat myself just for a little bit, just for context. So, Miles is really into geography. That puzzle that you got him, you got him this puzzle of all 50 states. Yeah. That is out of all the gifts you have given him, all the gifts he's, been, he's received in his three and a half years, that is his favorite. And he is absolutely, for whatever reason, has fixated on Arizona. If he if he knew if he knew the the politics and the gun laws and how it's the only state in the union that doesn't uh, recognize Martin Luther King as a national holiday, he, but, but but I'm not there to talk him out of Arizona yet. Right, right, yeah. right. I am maybe he, maybe it's his Native American history that's drawing him to Arizona. I'm sure, that's so great that you that you say that because I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I said, you know, I told you it's it's got to be subconscious, you know, that he. He's drawn to that for some reason. Yeah, yeah. like there, there's there's something. I don't know if it's just because there's a letter Z in it and it's fun to say, but he walks around with it's all 50 states as a puzzle mm-hmm, piece. Mm-hmm. So he walks around with Arizona in his pocket and he talks about Arizona. So I thought, well, golly, you know, he and I are as close as can be, but wouldn't it be neat to us to have this like bonding trip uh, by, because again, first of all, you, you know, you guys should, that are listening should know that that my our daughter Danica is not going to do a 24-hour car ride. She's not going to do a two-hour car ride. All 30 right? minutes car yeah. ride. Yeah. You know, kids like love the car. She hates, she just hates, she hates the restriction of being restricted in that car seat. That's what it is. Well, you think it would be Miles that would be, but he's fine. But yeah. Jocelyn that, 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 has that weird thing as an adult not about being in the car but just about being like yeah this yeah. really restricted thing i mean yeah. you, you can't even hug her too tight without her kind of getting a little a little weird about it yeah. anyway so that is what brought us to arizona now we couldn't and then on the way there we just did this deadhead thing so by the time we got to arizona it's pitch black dark in the middle of nowhere and he was already asleep 
So I was like, well, on the way back, we're going to take our time. We're going to leave during the day. He actually can see Arizona. And why not even, you know, and I kept doing it. We're going to, we're going to Arizona, Miles, you know, mm-hmm. and, and have him even wake up in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Now, other than what I just mentioned about how uh, the, their gun laws and their uh, clearly racist freaking policies, that's all I really know about Arizona. You know, I've been I've been to Lithuania, but I've never I've never actually really stepped foot in Arizona. I've flown over it. Uh, got about fifteen years ago, I was doing my DJ thing in Vegas, and I took some crazy Australians to the Hoover Dam. Um, and and my car and that was really that was a nightmare and so I haven't had a whole lot of luck <laughs> in um, in Arizona so I was also kind of out to change that a little bit and you know and just me and him well, when would it ever be just me and him in Arizona why would that ever happen right, so I wanted to right, take, yeah. I'll take advantage of the specialness of it because again my wife uh, had to also get back to uh, you know, to teach and, and, and stuff. And so I think, you know, when, when we would never go, hey, Miles, let's just hop in the car and go to Arizona from Texas or fly there, you know? And I don't think that there's, you know, what's in Arizona, you know what I mean? So I figure what would happen is on the way back, we would stop at the, at the Welcome to Arizona sign. We would stop in one of the cities that I've heard of, like Phoenix or you know, Tempe or Flagstaff, mm-hmm. but we had gone through Southern California. So as it turned out, you know, we were too early in the drive for Phoenix. But by the time we got to Tucson, it was 11 o'clock at night. And I was, and it's weird because I was going to book a hotel. And if you book a hotel through hotels.com and you do it after midnight, it's a disaster because it's like, okay, your reservation is actually for the next day when you actually need to get there that same day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you book it before 11 o'clock, you're checking, your reservation is for that day, not the next day. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And okay. Now, again, I am, I don't mean to rush here because I really could spend three hours on this. Uh, so if it does sound like I'm, I'm, I'm moving it quite a bit along, uh, I, I really was hoping we could get some of that Richard Pryor in tonight, okay? Yeah, I got yeah. Something special in the refrigerator. You've had, heard me go on for about a blues jam for three, for, you know, three hours before. Let's get to the fun. And I also, again, I'm supposed to be shooting a, a Canadian rock band named Anvil at 11 o'clock at the Ridgely Theater tonight. But anyway, I digress. So all I knew was, was that it was 11 o'clock. So that would that would make it probably I think I think we did cross over into mountain time. So like ten o'clock. So I had been driving since two o'clock at that point. So I, I, I put in a, a solid nine hours here, okay, mm-hmm. of driving. Right. And I'm in, in Tucson. And so okay. So I, I wasn't quite tired yet in Phoenix, which actually is kind of weird because it's only, it's not that far. It's only like, like maybe like another, I think like 100 or 150 miles. Is your Alexa machine on right now? I didn't, I don't think it's on, is it? No. Uh-uh. I, I was going to say, hey Alexa, how far is it between, oh. you know? <laughs> I don't think it's on. I don't think it's plugged up. Okay. So, <clears throat> one thing that you should know that first happens, and you're not going to like this, okay? I don't know. And this is insane. This is fucking insane. Forgive me. Those that have done it, this isn't exactly Route 66, but this is a very, you know, not Pacific Coast Highway, but like just this kind of older highway thing. 
and it and there's a lot of twists and turns and we literally literally reached very high elevation coming out of california we entered via the inland empire which is all you know that's the low desert mm -hmm. oh, yeah yeah you know we, we came to the high desert so what, what happened well no, no we went through through san diego oh okay and so okay. now entering so now we're up in and i guess it's it, it is high desert but you know but, but what they call the high desert is in the you know is between Joshua Tree and, and the Coachella Valley. Mm -hmm. We entered via Inland Empire, you're right? Okay. okay. So I tell you that because we're now coming down this freaking mountain and it's like, I'm not even pushing the gas and we're doing 85 miles an hour, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. And then I get on flat land for a while and it doesn't feel like that we're going fast enough because and I'm not like I'm making excuses, but it's true. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm on flat land and it doesn't seem like I'm going fast enough. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually going faster to regulate what is now the new normal. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we were now going up this other mountain and it seemed like we were going slow and then we come zipping down this mountain right okay yeah and we're zipping and we're now on flat land now you should also should know this our car is a 2018 chevy equinox so it's not like it's like an old junker but i had to fly them home anyway i don't know where the hell they would have set we somehow managed to collect so much stuff in california <laughs> or things we were bringing back or she didn't you know she flew on southwest there that allows two free bags and but on the way back she had to fly united which doesn't so i kept her luggage and we had a stroller and car i mean it just it was like we looked like homeless people right so anyway i am zipping along now on flat land okay mm -hmm. i'm also almost out of gas so and i'm in the middle of nowhere and so i'm also kind of like i i want to get as fast as we can to the you know and i see a sign that we've got about 20 miles to go and are we gonna make it to these next 20 miles mm -hmm. and i'm hauling ass it's still it's, so it's now it's about i don't know let's say 7 30 8 o'clock at night it's starting to get it's not it's not super bright outside and it's also not dark it's that dusky kind of thing right mm -hmm. And I wish you could see my hands, the listeners, but this is, this is only mainly for you anyway, is that suddenly I don't realize really how fast I'm going. Because again, I just zipped down my second mountain. Flatland doesn't seem like I'm going fast enough. And I'm panicky about the gas situation. Okay? Right, right. You sound... <laughs> Is that better? That's, that actually does sound better. Okay. okay. All right. Good. Is that going to be distracting for you? <laughs> no, it's just okay. funny. Okay. So here's what I'm telling you. So I am hauling ass. And this cop in like the, you know, like the, the, the SUV cop mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. And it looks like a situation where you are actually about to enter not like a rest area but like a checkpoint and there are checkpoints through there by the way there's agricultural checkpoints and all mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. through yeah. all that there yeah. so, so there's just like this whole other thing if you're, you guys are listening imagine that i'm looking and i'm pointing to my left like to my left on the other side of the freeway is like this 
thing, you know, where like, you know, trailers pull in here to be weighed uh, and, and axles counted and that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it's and I'm on a two lane road, okay. Mm-hmm. And suddenly this I see this cop over there in mm-hmm. the in the agricultural area, and he turns on his his siren, mm-hmm. and 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 instinctively I just I know that it's for me, mm-hmm. okay. But what is so insane about this is that I wish I'd have done this at the very beginning. What is so insane about it is he didn't like. Because keep in mind, I'm headed east. He's headed west. And he's not even moving. Right. So instead of like going west and then coming behind me. Right. He fires up his thing and he comes right at me. Like he's going to do like some pit maneuver. Oh my goodness. It was the scariest, weirdest, most unexpected and I'm already just for some reason I don't know why. I'm on high alert. Anyway, I've got my small child in the back. Right. I'm you know, almost out of gas. We went to San Diego to San Diego to look at the the Padres Park and I couldn't believe how scary downtown San Diego. I haven't been there in ten years. Most it, it was all babes and 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 condos. Know, this was like the night of the Walking Dead out really? there. It was just oh, awful. No. Oh no. Okay, so then I'm gonna. And I, got, I, have, I have some visuals here. Uh, so anyway, so then uh, I'm just kind of wound up. You know, I've been driving for nine hours and everything else, and I just wanted us to be safe. And we're in the middle of nowhere. I'm not sure where we're gonna stay or we're gonna make it. And I am not kidding. It wasn't like you see my hands here. It wasn't mm-hmm. like he did like he stopped i'm going this way he should have done this mm-hmm. instead he cut across the freeway like this and was coming like at me oh my lord and i was like what the fuck is about to happen here uh-huh. i'm in the middle of nowhere and i'll i'll start now here's where i caught a break i'll, I'll i don't mean to cut to the chase here but we get pulled over right. and again and I think he's thinking I'm. This is some gangsters doing some gangster shit, and you know, and and you know, some drug running thing. Instead, he doesn't realize it that it's like this boring suburban dad with like baby shit like in the car, and there's a and this good looking kid in the back, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the minute I, I pulled over, I reached back and let Miles out of his seat because because he was getting antsy, and mm-hmm. I want to kind of give him mm-hmm. a break. And I didn't want him to be scared. And he's at that age now where he's like, he's like, look, dad, you know, dad, dad, you know, police car and this mm-hmm. sort of thing. And cars are zipping by. So I'm, I, I started to roll down my driver's side window mm-hmm. and, real, and without realizing, oh, he's actually going to come on the passenger side for safety reasons. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, got the window down. I'm kind of waiting for him to come up. And when he, and I'm like, just kind of talking to Miles and just kind of getting Miles some milk while I'm waiting for him. Mm-hmm. And he knocks like, 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 again, like, I'm not, like, my head is, is looking out my driver's side window. So I'm got my total back turned to him as he's approaching the passenger side window. Mm-hmm. And he's so annoyed that I'm just so nonchalant. And he's like, he, he just, he knocks super hard. And I roll down the window and he's like, and he just looks at me like, like with his hands up and with a shrug and Chris is going, uh, like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> like, do you know how fast you were going? And it's no bullshit. And I just said, 
and I said, I go, I go, actually, I, I, I don't. And, and I, I'm like, I'm like, Miles, it's okay, Miles, don't worry. This is, look, it's a police officer, you know, and here's the, here's the milk. And he completely, like, whatever, like, he was ready to drag me out of that car and, you know, mm-hmm. and it completely disarmed him. And I got to be honest, like, that could have been such an awful situation. And I somehow managed to get, A, the scariest looking cop I've ever seen, but also, oddly, the, the kindest oh. and the most kind of, like, understanding. And, and I got to be honest, I think a lot had to do with my demeanor. I wasn't uptight. I wasn't wound up. Right. My wallet was buried under all this shit. So he was like, I need your, and I, and I said, it's down there. I don't want to, you know, make any, I said, I'm going to have to get out and get it. Can I? And he goes, yeah, cool. And he didn't want to be on this freeway any more than I did. I mean, mm-hmm. all these cars dipping by. Mm-hmm. He goes, who's your insurance? And I said, uh, progressive. And I said, it's on my phone. And he goes, I'll take your word for it. He goes, do you realize you were doing almost a hundred miles an hour? And I don't think I was. I think that was that was an exaggeration. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I wouldn't have been that unaware. He goes, do you realize that anybody else we that, that that's not speeding. That's suddenly that's reckless driving. That's a whole different bracket of crime. Mm-hmm. He goes, and anybody else would have taken you. He goes, not only that. He goes, but reckless driving with a child in the back that's not even strapped in. And I said, hold up. I go. He was only, I only unstrapped him after we pulled over. There ain't no way in hell I'd be driving at any speed without him being strapped in. If nothing else, because my wife would kill me. And I, so I made him laugh. And I just, and I, I, you know what I mean? I wasn't, most people were like, um, yes, sir. Um, no, sir. I was cool. I was like, you know, I found my wallet. I'm pouring milk. I'm making jokes. And then, you know, like, you know, thank you, sir. And get, I was talking. I was like, well, you know, how long have you been on the force? And, and I got to ask you, man. I said, I said, he goes, you really had no idea you were going that fast? And I just told him the same thing I just told you. Mm-hmm. I was coming down the mountain, and it didn't seem like we were going fast enough. And I knew I was probably going a little bit too fast, but that's because I'm worried about running out of gas. How far are we to town? He goes, you got no problem. He goes, in fact, I, I can even can follow you there if you want. I was like, if you don't mind. I mean, I'm not trying to get rid of him, you right, know, and that right. put him at ease. Right. So uh, he goes, you're about 12 miles away. And I said, okay, thank goodness, because the sign said like 27, and I don't think I'm going to make 27 miles. You know, mm-hmm. I was just cool. But he still gave me a ticket, and he said he was going to try to cut me a deal. He goes, I only put 80 on there, because if I put 100, I'd have to take you in for reckless driving. So it's only like 10 over, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, thank you for doing that. And again, I am sorry. I didn't mm-hmm. mean to be going that fast. Mm-hmm. So that's the break that we that we kind of caught. All right. That's okay? good. Yeah. All right. I make it into the next town. I get gas. I get us something to eat, and we move on. Now again, this is at like eight o'clock at night. We're now three hour, three and a half hours in. It's now eleven thirty. My like the Eagle song. My my head grew heavy and my sack grew dim. Mm-hmm. I had to stop for the night. Right. Okay. And I've heard of Tucson. Don't know anything about it, but I've, I've heard of it. I'm not going to stop in a town I've never heard of, right? Okay? Right. And I stopped in the town, and I want something that's right off the freeway. And I pulled right off the freeway. But typically, you know, I'm not saying I want to stay at a hotel right off the freeway, but I, I, I just I pulled over so I could, because I knew I had a free room also in my Hotels.com account. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, are you enjoying the story? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was just, I'm tired and I kind of got a little bit of headaches. No worries. Okay. Don't worry about me. Okay. So check it out. So 
I pull in, and most of the hotels in any city that are right there on the feeder road are kind of gnarly, right? Mm -hmm. So I pulled in, and I'm talking like this is like the nastiest no-tell motel I think I've ever seen in my life. Like, and you could just see criminal activity taking place in out in the open. Mm-hmm. Like, I happened to be parked in this room, and you could tell, like, there was this guy, and he was a young guy, and this very frightened girl was coming out of the room. It looked like he was, she was like being trafficked right in front of us. I'm so frazzled about everything anyway that he, and he's trying to talk to me. And I'm like, fuck, no, like, leave me alone, get, get, away, get away from us. Mm-hmm. But I realized he was in the right because I hadn't turned off my headlights. Oh. So they're coming out of this room and I'm just shining right. I, I would have asked him to, to do the same thing. Uh-huh, yeah. And when I realized, I got, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, cool, yeah. And I turned it off, right? Uh-huh. And I guess somebody was, I guess there was one hotel room left at this one spot. And I guess me and somebody else were trying to get it because I kept trying to push through and it would, I would get to the 19th screen and then it would sh- shit the bed mm-hmm. and I'd have to start all over again. And I'm thinking, man, I'm getting annoyed. So I, so I, you know, had to get on, if you ever try to get on the phone with anybody at customer service, especially at hotels.com, especially at midnight. All right. And again, I told you before, I wanted to do this before midnight. Right. Right. Okay. So, and, and, and the hotel I wanted, <laughs> sorry, bless you, didn't have, it was, they didn't have, have any more rooms, uh-huh. any more vacancies. So back to the drawing board. So she said, well, there's something comparable. Now, I don't get to actually see the hotel, but I had some requirements. Number one, I don't do exterior entry. I sound so, for a kid who, you know, who, you know, lived on a dirt road in Arkansas in a trailer, I sound so up, you know, but I don't do exterior entry. Yeah. yeah. Where you open the door and you're outside. Yeah, yeah, I don't I do know, that shit. I know. Yeah. And especially, keep in mind, I've got $30,000 worth of fucking film gear in this car. Right. Okay. Right. And uh, and some very rare beverages that we're about to partake in, in, in also, okay? So I said I need free Wi-Fi, free parking, f- free breakfast, no exterior entry, okay? And she assured me that all that was was fine fine and good mm-hmm. and i had like a hundred dollar credit my my thing and you know and the room was like 96 you know you know okay great got it booked on my on our way and i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to just relaxing and i having to you know dr- i've been driving for nine hours you know and everything else and miles is getting a little sleepy and it's about three and a half miles into town and this is a saturday night Mm-hmm. And on the the way, for that three and a half, less than three miles, it looked like apocalypse. Now, every hundred yards was a car, cop car, got somebody pulled over. You know, with with them not. I'm talking about. I'm talking about like not a traffic stop. I'm talking, you know, face on the hood. Mm-hmm. You know, hands behind your back, and you know, drunk driving tests and mm-hmm. shit. And it's only, again, it's like 11.30, 11.45 on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. It looked like a war zone. And I'm going, God damn. And again, I don't know shit about Tucson. Right. And it just kept going. It just kept going. 
and we pulled in and i'm gonna call their, their asses out this is a i think this was a best western is that what it is here and, and i tried to save uh some things here um let me see here i got the photos all right all right all right we're gonna take a quick break right now and while we do that i want to play you a song uh that does not come from tucson arizona uh, but it might come from some other uh, different Indian burial ground, this time out of Oklahoma. In fact, the name of the album is called Indian Burial Ground. This is from a great band called From the Grave. I'm going to play you a song called Left Face Down. And you should check them out. Uh, they have all, all, the good, all the good social medias. Uh, again, the band is called From the Grave. If you're in the Oklahoma area, they're going to be playing on September the 30th at uh, Rock the Equinox. That's in Stigler, Oklahoma. Uh, once again, this is called Left Face Down, and I want you to stick around uh, to the very end of the show because, as, as always, we always play them out. So From the Grave is going to play us out as well at the very end of the show. You're going to want to stick around to hear another track from this great band. And we'll be right back with more Tricky Kid Radio. <laughs>
Hey there, everybody. This is Neil Fallon from Clutch, and you are listening to Tricky Kid Radio with Roy Turner. Tricky Kid Radio is distributed by iHeartRadio and is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Google Play Store. Subscribe for free on the iHeartRadio app or on your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe to Tricky Kid TV on YouTube.com for a stunning visual look at all the fun we have here, plus exclusive content, short films, and more. Follow us on social media. Our Twitter handle, at TrickyKid2, type Tricky Kid Radio Podcast on Facebook, and DJ Tricky Kid on Instagram. Speaking of which, subscribe now to Roy Turner's alter ego DJ Tricky Kid's amazing Twitch channel at twitch.tv for retro gaming, exclusive DJ sets, as well as DJ instruction and live streaming of Tricky Kid Radio, where you, the audience, can participate and interact with our guests. Don't miss a single stream, so you can be up to date on the latest on all things Tricky Kid. Subscribe now at twitch.tv slash DJ Tricky Hey guys, while we take a break, I wanted to tell you something about my favorite venue in Texas uh, and maybe the world over. Uh, if you have never been to the Texan Theater in Greenville, which is uh, it's you know a little ways north uh, on your way to Oklahoma. Uh, it's a, I guess it's about an hour and a half maybe north of, of Dallas. Uh, it is the greatest venue in the world. The proprietor, owner, and just all-around badass, Barbara Haran, p- puts on one of the most unique experiences you will ever have in your life. Uh, she approaches things from a very different business model that I think the whole world should embrace, and we would all would be uh, better for it. It's just this amazing uh, experience where you get to see uh, one of your favorite artists up close in a gorgeous venue and dinner is included uh, unlimited drinks are included um you know she treats her staff so well they're not getting the whatever the two dollar an hour and relying on tips things she makes she takes good care of them N- literally none of them have had to suffer uh throughout the pandemic thankfully uh barb's just a great gal a great person uh, very creative and just uh, just one of my favorite people. And so, if you're ever in Greenville or even near, anywhere near Dallas, make a point to visit the Texan Theater in, in, uh, in Greenville. And as you know, we're working on our uh, uh, King's X film project. You know, as you know, I'm a filmmaker myself, and so we'll be should be talking about that maybe in the context of Tribeca soon. Uh, but we will be having the film along with a live performance uh, with King's X there at the Texas Theater uh, as soon as we can get this sucker done. So, so once again, Texan Theater in Greenville. Check it out. Visit us at the all-new TrickyKid.com for an extra fix of pop culture as we share our adventures at major comic conventions, music festivals, and more from around the world. See the latest pics of your favorite cosplayer while vicariously scoping the landscape at Coachella and beyond. This is Eva Lovia, and you're listening to Tricky Kid Radio with Roy Turner. Picture look like? Uh huh. It's a pretty damn nice room there. Right, right, yeah. And I and I think this is a Best Western. I think I'm actually gonna, gonna call their asses out on this fucking <laughs> podcast, so I can live with this. Well, make sure it is a Best Western before you call them. Well, of, co- of course, okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I'm saying I, I, I can I can find it here in a second. Here. Okay. All but right. Anyway, 
so I can live with this. And, and if you guys will see this, you, you would be able to live with, with it as well, right? right. Okay. Yeah. Now, I know the picture is always a lot better than... If you're turning your head, you're, you're rubbing this. You're rubbing oh, the back oh, of your yeah, yeah. Um, your, uh, did, did your other children bring over audio recording gear and record your conversations? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, okay, look. But, okay, you'd be okay with it. And again, you know, the picture does, always looks better, but it's not that drastic of, of a change, right? Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if I have it. Hang on. Because uh, I had to, I told you before, I had to do a photo dump. Let me see here. Um, where I took a picture of the actual uh, thing. And that that's actually on my uh, computer. So let me, let me I may have to, to to knock off that just for a second. Hang on one second here. I'm going to hit pause on that. I have a comparison shot and it doesn't look like that at all. <laughs> okay. So it happened to us one time. Okay. But here's what you need to also, also know. So, okay. So I'm I, I, cool. We're, we're on our way. Okay. Right. So we then, is that still cool there? Okay. So then we get there and we pull up and it's just two stories. It's very long very long property it's not tall it's long mm-hmm. and it's only two stories and i can't tell because it's so dark and there's all these damn palm trees and shit but i'm thinking this looks like it has exterior entry and i had to do that thing that it's like literally out of a movie where it's after midnight i have to go into this creepy scary i i kept miles in the car and kept the door locked in the car running where i could see him right mm-hmm. there and I go into this creepy hotel lobby thing and hit the bell and sit there and wait. And here comes this freaking zombie guy. Now, listen, unfortunately, being in Arkansas and everything else, you know, in, in very poor places, the drug of choice is always methamphetamines. Mm-hmm. And there was this zombie. This kid was probably 20, 21 tops, had that. He has hair to his ass, but he's got it kind of, you know, a little tamed in a ponytail while he's here. But one thing he cannot hide is he has open, like, meth sores all over his face. Oh, no. I mean, like, he had this giant open crater on the tip of his nose, on his cheek, on his chin. It's just, I didn't even, I couldn't even look at him. And I didn't want to touch anything he was touching. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the? F-? And I'm, but I'm also, you know, fatigue is is is, right. is 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 kicking my ass too. Right. And he was such an asshole. Like, I mean, he was just so, like, and and that's a whole other conversation. I sound like old man yells at cloud. But one of the hardest things to deal with for me right now is this generation of people. You know, they call millennials, whatever, that are just the laziest fucking people. Everywhere you go, they don't care. They couldn't be bothered. Why are you bothering them? You're just keeping me away from staring at my phone. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And, and I was, like, disturbing him. I guess doing meth, uh, uh, obviously. So he's just real weird and unfriendly and unwelcoming. I mean, you're supposed to be the, you know, the fake, you know, you're welcoming me here. Right, right. All right. He, of course, gives us the room, and I even said it has to be downstairs because I've got all this goddamn gear. Right. It's exterior entry, so there's no elevator, and it's on the second floor. Oh, no. And it's in the very back, dark, scary-ass fucking corner. 
and I can't leave any of this stuff in my car. And so now I had to make like, you know, I had to take nine trips. No, we're talking nine trips. It's 110 degrees at midnight there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Upstairs. So first, very first thing that I did was, was that I kept him with me and we got, you know, my big case, you mm -hmm. know, you know, made three trips, got it secured in the room. Mm -hmm. But then I'm starting hearing fucking voices and parties and people partying and shit. I'm just mm -hmm. like, Jesus. And then after like the ninth trip, I am soaking wet. I am exhausted. I am so pissed off that we're in this shitty hotel and I use my one free credit on an exterior entry, you know, and I have all this gear. Someone could just kick the door in and you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, uh, but you know, as a kid and I still feel this way uh, and people who know me out there know this and shout out to, to Pete Kaufman is that anytime we stay at a hotel, even now, and I've stayed in a million hotels now, being on tour with bands and traveling and doing what I do, I always still get that, just that childlike twinge of excitement because there's just something about it that was just so exciting as a kid. You know, we were very poor, so staying in a hotel was a very rare, and you know, we didn't travel a lot, so when we did, right. it was just something about it was just so, right. I still, and he was just vibrating. You know, Miles is oblivious to all that. He's so excited. And I'm doing everything I can to be cool and keep my cool there for him. And I'm also, I can barely, I can barely move. I'm so tired. And I just did this nine uh, trip move with all my gear and everything else. And I'm mm -hmm. also, you know, worried. Okay. We finally get into the room. Everything is secure. And that's when I took that picture that I showed you of him being so happy and uh -huh. nice in the bed. Right? Right. And I'm not trying to be exaggerative or whatever, but what was going on outside of this room that we were hearing? Where have you ever been in a hotel room where it, it inspired you to move the couch in front of the door? Because if it did, wouldn't you just get the fuck out of there? Yeah, probably, yeah. Right? But you saw how comfy he was. Right. You saw how tired I was. Right. You saw that all the work I had done to mm -hmm. get all that stuff. I didn't want it. Now I'm hearing people outside in the parking lots and shit. Mm -hmm. Cause mm -hmm. I guess the bars are now closing or whatever the hell mm -hmm. it is. Right. I don't want them to see me moving all this shit. No. And, and I had no fucking choice. Sorry. But to stay there. And right. I didn't want to, you know, he was happy. He was safe. Right. But I was still inspired to move the couch in front of the door oh, and wow. what does that tell you <laughs> you're afraid somebody's gonna break in well and when i moved the couch over there is a dried pool of blood oh my god so this is me moving the couch over and that that picture doesn't do it justice and it's all over the fucking curtains oh my god you see how it's all over the curtains there? Yes. And behind the couch, it, it looked like a fucking murder scene. Oh, my God. Somebody had been killed in this room. Oh, my God. Or severe, with that much blood? Yeah. And what did they do? They just put a fucking couch over it. 
Yeah, instead of cleaning it. But keep in mind, you, you keep in mind you're only seeing you're only seeing this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking as I'm pulling this couch back, I'm about to find a fucking body. I bet. Oh my god. Oh. Don't, 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 you keep touching this. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, but I want you to be able to react naturally. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I can't react naturally because I'm I'm on a fucking podcast. But like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay, when I told you some crazy shit happened in Tucson, you weren't ready for that. No, not at all. Wow. And look, like I said, I'm thinking I'm going to pull this thing back and I'm going to find a body. And thankfully I didn't find a body, but I pulled it back and I did see another pull of blood and the, and the curtains are in, in stains all over the place. Wow. And, Mom, and so I'm now in the middle of clearly a crime scene. So what that tells me is, is this was never investigated because then forensics would have inspected this. Right. Okay. So either this was never reported, nobody ever did anything about it, the people who clean up this hotel uh, either were in on it and they just put a fucking couch over it or just two... I mean, there's so many wrong things here. Yeah. Oh, my God. That, that tells me if something were to happen to us, nobody, we, we are on our own. No one's going to call the cops. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody's going to get... anything happens, nobody's going to fucking report it. Nothing. Nothing. Oh, my God. And I had to sleep in that fucking room. Oh. And it looks like he was so comfortable and you know, and happy yeah. and see how look see how there's blood all over the couch yes did you did you say anything when you checked out yes but it's this it didn't fucking matter it, it didn't matter at all they the first one they didn't believe me and even though i showed them the pictures i'm showing you mm-hmm. and, and all this shit right mm-hmm. okay all right so somehow i managed to fall asleep for a little while miles was happy as a pig and shit and that's mm-hmm. all that mattered. Mm-hmm. And anyway, and so pull your shirt against your 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 every time you turn your head, your chin is hit is hitting this this microphone right here. Okay. Anyway, uh, so to wrap it up, check it out. So then we get up the next day, and it is hotter than dog shit outside. But uh, you know, we did have coupons for free breakfast. I think mean, what kind of breakfast is going to be in this place? Like, you know, paper bowls. Believe it or not, it actually was a, a restaurant that's attached to the, uh, and I'd love to give them a shout out because they were very nice, kind of, uh, a restaurant. And remember when I see those pictures, that it, you know, for a free breakfast at, at this piece of shit hotel, mm-hmm. this was one of the best breakfasts I've ever had in my life. It looked good. It yeah. was two giant plates of pancakes and biscuits and gravy and sausage. And this was all free. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, here's here's the next part. This part isn't that that important, but it's still part of the story. I'm there clearly with my little boy. I'm wearing a wedding ring. I'm a talkative guy. We were the only ones there because it's like they close at like nine o'clock or something. And it's like we got there at like 840, you know. Mm -hmm. And the waitress is a gal that I would place at about 19, 18, 19. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying she was like this, this, this beauty queen knockout, but you don't really have to be. Since I work in show business, I know when I see somebody who has, for, like, it's like Steve Buscemi. Is Steve Buscemi a good-looking guy? He's not. He's known for not being a good-looking guy. Mm-hmm. But the main, what makes him a star is he has a face 
that you immediately will never forget. Right, right. That's star quality. Right, right, yeah. So anyway, so this gal, and she, she wasn't unattractive by any means, but, you know, she's a kid, basically. She's a teenager. She's like, you know, you know, like 19, okay? And, and the vibe I was getting was she was out of high school, probably in college. This is her summer gig. School just let out. Uh-huh. And she was so friendly to us, and she had, like, braces, and she was Hispanic, and but had blonde, had dyed blonde hair. And there was just something very attractive and just very appealing about her. And I'm not hitting on her, but I was, I was... I was impressed by her when I, so I said, Hey, I said, well, what's the plan here? Like, what are you, what are you, what are you wanting to do? You know? And she's like, Oh, I want to go to veterinarian school. And I was like, Oh, so you like animals? She goes, yeah. And and, you know, she was very friendly, very nice. And, and I said, and and you can tell people to come through there. Don't tip at all. And even though our thing was free, I tipped her 10 bucks and she couldn't believe, you know, Mm -hmm. but the reason why I mentioned her was because uh, I was, you know, telling her, I was like, I go, you know, I said, I, something about you, man. I think you're going to do a great thing. And, and it's, I, I was just in this mood to just, I wanted to inspire her, mm-hmm. like, in this thing. I was like, I, there's something about you. I go, you have a face that you immediately would not forget. She goes, oh, so I should model, huh? And I was like, well, you might not be tall enough for that. But, you know, but I don't know. I guess I think her mom worked there. And I think, like, her boyfriend was, like, the uh, not the waitress I'm talking about, but, like, mom's boyfriend was mm-hmm. the cook. Mm-hmm. And I think they thought I was hitting on her. And then I think she thought I was hitting on her. Mm-hmm. And so I was just being friendly. And so I left her kind of feeling a little kind of like, eh, I was, you know, I, I don't really like how that felt. Mm-hmm. Okay. We, it's, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning. We are exiting the restaurant and immediately about 10, we'll say at the most 20 yards from us is this guy that you can tell is not a guest of the hotel. He's totally loitering. And I hate to sound so damn judgmental, but you know how now in this day and age, you can see all those jail shows there's all those shows. It's like cops, but it's not them pulling people over. It's like after they've, they're actually in jail. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you see that one guy, who's every part of his fucking body is tattooed, including his face, right, and yeah. his hand on top of his hands, uh-huh. and he's wearing like a, a shirt and then a basketball jersey uh-huh. over it, yeah. and then he's got like bandanas all over his wrist and head, and he's got the hat in a certain way and he's got that gold tooth thing going and all that Mm -hmm. and he's blabbing into his at least he's not he's got he's not homeless he's you know he's got a cell phone and and all this Mm -hmm. but i think he either came to that hotel to sell drugs or to pick up drugs or or something Mm -hmm. but once again methamphetamines unfortunately i have seen people beyond that stuff and literally lose their mind oh yeah yeah and been up for you know the sleep deprivation they've been up for seven days and mm-hmm. they, and, and, and it hallucinate whatever there wasn't anybody on that phone okay yeah. and he is screaming and talking all this he's just he's a super scary looking guy like i'm not trying to sound like i'm some tough guy but you know i ain't scared of fucking nobody all right and i was afraid of this guy mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. Those guys, like when you see those guys on on those jail shows that just look like animals, they look mm-hmm. like they would just slit your throat as as soon as by, by looking at you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's talking into into the phone, and it's scaring me. But the main thing is, it's 
getting Miles' attention. And he's having a good time, and he's walking on the bricks, and he's, and he's kind of oblivious. But the guy is starting to get closer to us. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not walking towards us, because he's just, he's just being methy and just moving around. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to, I don't want to do anything that's going to get give him, b- us become on his radar. Mm-hmm. And then I, and I certainly don't want, you know, force uh, him to be on ours. And so I'm just kind of talking with Miles, but Miles is so oblivious. He's not walking towards the hotel. He's, you know, piddle paddling around. He's delaying. And, and I'm at this point now where I'm about to just grab his fucking hand and go, babe, we got, we got to go, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then this guy's getting closer and closer and I'm just kind of talking like, Hey miles, you know, and then he starts talking and, and the more he's talking and getting agitated and, and everything else, I'm trying to talk over it. So miles doesn't hear it, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, isn't this neat? And so finally I just, I go, all right, miles, we, we, we gotta go, buddy. We gotta go. And then he takes, he start he takes the phone down. He goes, did you just call your son a punk? You got fucking problems, boy. You got problems, son. And he's now coming towards me. Oh my God. Oh my God! And I again, I'm trying to hang some tough guy shit, but I'm also in that you're scaring my kid, mm-hmm. and now you're about to have a fucking problem mm-hmm. because of it. You mm-hmm. know, in that moment, I'm trying to have, like, like a tough guy. I was scared of this guy, but in that moment, the only thing I felt was anger. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. and and I go. And he and he said something like he goes he goes he goes you got problems son and I said I go you keep scaring my kid I go you're about to have the biggest fucking problem of your life and I am pissed off and right then here comes this like kind of badass Hispanic gal it looks like she's like the bus driver of the month who's like I guess the, the manager or the employee working the desk at the time and comes out and starts screaming at him for him to get out of there. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I ain't got to go nowhere, blah, blah, blah. And then he proceeds to call 911 on her. And I don't know this yet. I just know the minute that they started talking, I grabbed Miles and we're out of there. Mm-hmm. Miles is he's just oblivious. He's having a great time and that's all that mattered. And I got so many great pictures of that that I could show you. And so we get back to the room and I, I can't get out of this goddamn room or this city fast enough right right and i got nine trips like i just told you so and thankfully the groundskeeper was this older nigerian guy that kind of reminded me remember my friend abdul from burger king right yeah and he was really taken with miles but i think he was really taken with the fact that we weren't afraid of him does that Mm -hmm. make sense and that horrible is that horrible that an older hard-working african-american in this country had was enjoying the fact that two white people weren't afraid of him right. and were treating him, him as a human being right? I know. in the state of Arizona where they don't recognize Martin Luther King's, you know, right. yeah. whatever. And, 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 you know, it was, if it was 110 at midnight, can mm-hmm. you imagine what it was like on this asphalt mm-hmm. Oh yeah. at noon? Ugh. Okay. And he's just pouring his sweat. And so at one point I actually trusted him enough to keep an eye on Miles 
just, I mean, Miles was never out of my sight, but mm-hmm. it was like Miles wanted to follow me down the stairs, and I wanted him to stay on our little porch area mm-hmm. while I go and get the car, which is just like 40 yards away, mm-hmm. and move it closer because I got all this shit to bring down. He was mm-hmm. never out of my sight, and that guy took it not only upon himself to make sure, but I think he really enjoyed the fact that I trusted him in this, in this, mm-hmm. in this capacity. Right. Yeah, I imagine so. Okay. So we get it all up, we get loaded up, and we get the hell out of there. Okay, mm-hmm. I take the two half miles through town, and it just looks like a freaking war zone. Into okay, and I get almost right back to the spot where I pulled over originally the night before because mm-hmm. I have to go through this bridge and uh, under this bridge and take a left to hit the freeway and get the fuck out of here. Right, mm-hmm. as I'm stopped at this light. All these homeless people are like the would all have dogs and their skin just looks like it's just coming off of them because of the sun is just you know mm-hmm. just so unforgiving you know mm. and imagine being a homeless person in Tucson Arizona in, in, in June right yeah you know like how even here you go to the intersections and Texas is hot too and you see the guys that are holding up the signs and even if it's a scam or not I can't imagine like why would you be out here unless you had to be right, mm-hmm. right. and for whatever reason I just felt like I wanted to have some type of karma for the rest of this trip Uh not that i believe in it jocelyn does as you know and kind of and i had this 12 pack of waters and this this is kind of a a white guy probably about my age probably 30s 40s and he's trying to collect and i don't have any change i don't have any money and i was thinking god i bet right now he'd rather have water than money right you know Mm -hmm. and you know and they weren't totally cold uh, hot but I, ha- I had them in the uh the refrigerator in the, in the hotel mm-hmm. which didn't really work so they're not just like a total absolute dry you call a dry bottle of water with no mm-hmm. it, but they were lightly refrigerated mm-hmm. you're standing out here in 120 degree heat where it's it blinded me just to roll down the window it was just so damn hot out here and i just i had the bottle of water and i'm handing it to him and he goes, instead of being like, oh, my God, God bless you, no matter what it was, okay? Mm-hmm. He goes, is it cold? Are, are, are you actually in a position to refuse what I'm offering you, sir? <laughs> are, are you really in a position to complain right now? And I, and I just said, yeah. And I'm driving off. I'm, I'm, I'm very going very slow because the light is now just now turning. Mm-hmm. And he takes a swig. He opens it and takes a swig as we're pulling out. And he goes, this isn't fucking cold. And threw the bottle. And, he, and I heard it explode on the back of our windshield. Oh, my God. That was our parting gift for leaving Tucson, Arizona. Oh, my God. I haven't been there in years, but I never, I know how hot it is. And you're right, it's 110 in the morning, you know, but I have never seen anything like that. Now, here's one funny little subtext, and this was how we'll wrap with it. Ever since then, this was just a few weeks ago, Mm -hmm. no matter what anybody, the word Tucson has become the punchline, okay? Mm -hmm. And I'll say it ironically, like, you know, like, you guys know what the best city in, 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 in America is? And I was like, Tucson, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or like whatever. 
Jocelyn, my, of course, my wife, watches cooking shows all day long. You know, Iron Master Chef, Iron Chef. Uh, the one I, I enjoy the one with that good-looking gal, the Indian girl, Padma, whatever her name is. Like, oh you yeah, know. yeah. Well, anyway, well, so and, and it's all contest-based. It's always like I said, like you know, like 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 elimination, like American Idol, but but cooking, right? Mm-hmm. And I was actually cooking on the stove with my back turned, and she's watching the, the TV show, and apparently that round of contestants had won the challenge thus they won a prize and padma is telling them what the prize is and she goes pack your bags because we're about to go to the only place in america and one of only two places in north america that is the gastronomy fucking capital of the world and they have more michelin star restaurants per whatever Mm -hmm. and she goes she goes get ready to go to and of course the joke is i go tucson (laughs) right right and jocelyn starts dying laughing and then when Padma revealed what city it was, uh-huh. she goes, Tucson, Arizona. It really was Tucson. Oh, my God. And I was like, okay, well, at least now they're, we know that they're known for something. Oh, my God. Besides <laughs> murdering people. And <laughs> but, but how funny is it that we happen to be watching that it, time. Yeah, episode yeah, yeah. at that time? Because if, if it hadn't happened and she goes Tucson, Arizona, it, it wouldn't have been funny. No, no. Uh-uh. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. And But now it was just hilarious. So we say this, and this is in closing, Tucson, Arizona, a cautionary tale. Uh, Go there for the food. uh, uh, Don't stay at the hotel. But... (laughs) Yeah, what was you know you know go for the blah 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 yeah yeah go for the food and stay for the murder right you know, it's like but do not and I and I do want to and I do want want to expose those fucking people right here right oh now oh my god you got so, you, you you have got to let somebody know about that okay oh. so so check it out so I'm gonna I'm gonna do my hotels.com thing right now okay look here hotels.com and where we stayed was let's see here um yeah here it is right here we stayed at the best western royal sun inn and suites in tucson arizona do not stay here at all under any circumstances go to walmart and buy a fucking tent and uh, before you stay at the Best Western Royals Inn. And shout out to my friends at, I think it was called Baymont. And because when we got to Odessa uh, the next night, uh, they were, it was, I, I, maybe maybe they sucked too. But by comparison, it seemed like the, the Waldorf Astoria. <laughs> but the next night uh, we stayed and we watched. And me and Miles had the best time, man. We went and got... Uh, all his favorite snacks, my favorite snacks, and uh, some uh, beverages we brought to impart on, and we just had this amazing bonding thing that I will never ever forget. And and also the coverage was uh, of uh, the WWE Hell in a Cell that you should be hearing on our This Is Wrestling podcast. That hope that you're also subscribing to now. So anyway, to to wrap it up once. 
and for all, Tucson, Arizona, a cautionary tale. Go for the food. Do not stay overnight. For sure. <laughs> oh, my God. Next week on Tricky Kid Radio. This has been a presentation of Tricky Kid Media Originals, distributed by iHeartRadio, created and directed by Roy Turner, edited and mastered by Marcus Miller, theme music by The Buckcats, original score by Jocelyn Hunt, artwork by Antora Sandy, marketing and PR by Francesca Miles. Tricky Kid Radio is hosted by Roy Turner with introductions by me, Dana French. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us next week. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us next week. Oh.